Hey gang, back for part two. And I'm still Nikon. <laughs> we just had a break, and I finally got to say my first hey gang. Yeah, <laughs> and Nikon put their like laundry in the dryer. This was like very productive break. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes, amazing. Because my basement is flooded right now. Uh, time for Brooke's part. Mm-hmm. Welcome I'm back. Ready. Uh, Holly betrayed me, even though she didn't know she was betraying. I didn't even know know I was betraying you. You didn't know you were betraying me, but you were. It's a deep betrayal. I should have known. It's it's (laughs) not like we haven't heard all of these stories before on a podcast. It's just that I have really bad memory, so. (laughs) I, to be completely honest, I only remember the basics, so. There's not a lot, so we'll, we'll get there, but, um... I'm going to be talking about the princes in the Tower of London. Before, nice. yeah, before I get to the princes, I wanted to touch on a little bit of historical context because mm-hmm. I felt like to really like look at the situation for what it is. Yeah. Um and and we'll talk about the result, like the end result later. It's heavily debated still. Mhm. Um but I thought before we even got to that, we could just talk a little bit about, like, what is the Tower of London? What's going on there? Yes. It's <laughs> what not was even happening? a tower. No. There are several towers, actually. It should be called the Towers of London. I but... know, but it's not one tower. It's stupid. Yeah, it's stupid. Hello, Fern. We already knew they were stupid. So there could be literally a whole episode just dedicated to the things that have happened in the Tower of London. And I, by things, I mean both good and bad. Yeah. Um, but I am I am really, like, dedicating this episode to the princes, so um, I will talk a little bit about the tower first. Okay. Um, <laughs> I'm going to... It's kind of like a crash course. <laughs> Excellent. I'm ready. So, the Tower of London, brief thoughts and notes. Uh, in 1070... Mm-hmm. William the Conqueror began construction on a massive stone fortress out of necessity. He did just conquer London. Mm-hmm. So. So you gotta. You gotta. You gotta. Um, it took around 20 years to build it. Damn. And apparently most of the stone that it's constructed out of was actually imported from France, which I think is like kind of ironic. Oh, yeah. yeah. I remember learning about this randomly in a medieval history course I took. It's so weird, right? <laughs> yeah. Why they, used they to have do to that. import it? They used to do stuff like that all the time. Because Britain it's like, doesn't actually, it's not very big and it doesn't have a ton of resources. Yeah. This is true. That's why they, they colonize everywhere to take everything. Bastards. Who are stupid. Anywho, <laughs> um, it is England's largest and strongest concentric castle hmm. due to the inner and outer walls of defense. Think like Attack on Titan energy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, you know. Yeah. Aaron with his man bun. Anyways, he sucks anyways. So inside the walls... Uh, there are very fancy, very lavish lodgings nice. for emergent, quote unquote, emergency use. Hmm. At least that's why <laughs> he built it, like a like a safe house. Type yes, thing. I think mm-hmm. that was his his personal intention. Although that was not, I don't I don't think like as often what it was used for. Okay, although it was, was it used, used for that too. as a secret rendezvous. Probably. Oh, okay. I don't know. I thought that's what you were implying for a second. No, no. I just mean that, like, he, you know, William the Conqueror was like, okay, I want to build somewhere where I can, like, ensure that I, I, the royal person, Mm -hmm. am safe. Yeah. And nobody can get me. No one can get me here. And I'm a live in lavish luxury. Except for the man in the attic. No. (laughs) Maybe. No. So... (laughs) I said no. I just mean that, like, I think, you know, we're going to be in, in, in the 1400s yeah. with the princes, and I feel like more, Things like, change. shitty stuff was happening there than they were intending. Yeah. Um, various uses, just throughout history in general, since mm-hmm. its construction, have been uh, weapons and armor were made and tested on site there. Okay. 
because there is like a green grounds inside the walls. Uh, The Tower Mint supplied the nation's money for hundreds of years. Nice. Um, Crown jewels are stored there and protected there still. Yeah. Um, And there's a garrison. to you. There's a garrison of soldiers that still, obviously, live there and work there today. Um, They're called the Yeoman Warders, or um, Guardians, and they literally, them and their families live there. Apparently, there's a pub on site. Like, it's like a little community. That's pretty Like they Like, there's a ceremony of the keys every single day. They open it up, and that's, like, they are there to protect the site and, like, let people in for tours and stuff. Yeah. But then when they shut it up at night, it's, like, they are in there, and that is their community and home. Nice. Yeah, like, their families live there. It's a whole thing. That is, when I... I'm gonna sound my cat like is stepping the on worst. my keyboard. <laughs> Sorry. I'm gonna sound like the worst person in the world right now. But when I was on my study abroad what? in the UK, <laughs> that was when I was before my study abroad. Oh, okay, actually, bye. when I oh, went yeah. to London, that in is London. that is the one thing that I'm kind of bummed that I didn't go do and do the Tower of London tour. Yeah, we we'll um, just have to do it together. Yeah, because I didn't get to go on that one. It's fine. Anyways. <laughs> She wants to go to there. Anyway. I, want to, I want to go to there. Um, like I said, the ceremony of the keys happens there, and there are other royal traditions that occur there. Apparently, before coronations, it's tradition that the um, future king or queen would live there, and then the coronation takes place there. Oh, okay. And then they proceed out of the um, tower place. Let's see. There's also something called the Pampered Ravens. Oh. Apparently there are six or seven ravens that live on site, and it's, like, oh. a big deal that they, Ooh. like, can't ever leave and that they're, like, n- like protected individuals. Oh. Yeah. I mean, ravens they're, are pretty cool. Yeah. They're actually pampered ravens. They are legitimately pampered. I thought pampered. it was going to be some, some other thing, but yeah, it was no. actually just I pampered think, ravens. No, I think when you go there, you can bring, like, a shiny object to, like, give <gasps> I want to bring a shiny oh, object no. to the raven. I don't know if you, like, get to give it to the raven, but I think you can, like, leave something. I want to leave it them. an offering. Yeah, I would leave an offering. Oh my God. <laughs> uh... It was you also used as the William the Conqueror intended for defense for royals during invasions. Mm-hmm. Um, it was also a gruesome prison for royals. Yeah, that's mostly what I know it as. Yeah. So here's some um, examples of gruesome references. Let's uh, go with uh, Henry the Sixth. Mm. We'll talk about him later. Excellent. He was um he was executed here in 1471. We'll get to that in the in the later a later time mm-hmm. uh i'm gonna skip that one this, this is a me being a dumb thing yeah is henry the sixth fifth the one there's a play about there's many henry no like the shakespeare one though. yeah there's multiple henry there's several oh crap anyways the histories yeah. suck anyways but yeah no offense i i really like shakespeare i just don't like that no, one. Yeah. yeah i like i like shakespeare but the histories are they a bore they suck yeah <laughs> they suck so bad uh anne boleyn you know that name? Yes, I do. Um, Henry VIII's mm-hmm. scorned wife. Yes. Was uh, imprisoned here and under the charges of treason and adultery. Nice. Um, Good for her. She, of course, was held in luxurious lodgings, but she was executed on Tower Green at some point. Yeah. Uh, his other wife, Jane Grey, was also executed there. They're both buried on site. I have Lady Jane Grey on my list good then mm-hmm. i won't i won't talk i say anything else then good <laughs> uh elizabeth the first sir walter raleigh and mm. guy fox were all imprisoned here as well wait sir walter raleigh yeah as yes. in yes okay common affing post <laughs> yeah yeah i hear he was quite the stupid gip he Sorry, I, all i'm gonna say is common effing post he look up his poetry don't <laughs> Is it bad? Yeah, I said it, trainer. Don't look it up. It's not bad. It's just... Day one of, like, the restoration through Victorian, like, British English class that we took, Yeah. our professor was like, let's read this poem. By Sir Walter Raleigh. And it changed my life. I, and not for a good I a good read reason. it at work while I was working at the library, and I just remember blushing so hard because I was like, <laughs> Aww, I didn't mean to Holly. read this in public. Oh, that's so mm. cringy. <laughs> Anywho, the rest is quite literally history. So, um, 
Maybe nice. we'll talk about some of those other things later. Yeah. On other episodes. But I actually wanted to talk about a little bit of the history leading up to their birth. Uh, Prince Edward and Prince Richard are mm-hmm. the, the two um, children that I'll be talking about in, in, in some. Okay. They were born to their parents, Edward IV and Elizabeth Woodville. Mm-hmm. Uh, during, and it was during the War of the Roses that this, okay. their births occurred. Uh, they grew up, they were only two years apart. Um, and Prince Edward was well aware of his future right as king. Yeah. Uh, at least within the oscillation of the War of the Roses, because it was quite a time. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> let, let, let's talk a little bit about that context, shall we? Yeah, I I know some about the War yeah. of the Roses, but not, like, yeah. super a lot. It, to be honest, everybody has, like, the same name, so it's super confusing if you try to, like... Excellent. Learn about it. I'm not going to talk about everything about the War of the Roses because that's not what this episode is about. I wanted to talk about the relations that happened, like, right leading up to their birth and then after they were born, especially because their father was a huge catalyst. Okay. Huge. I mean, he quite literally was the House of York. Oh. Oh. Okay. Yeah. All right. (laughs) Uh, yeah, so the Wars of the Roses, or many wars, occurred between 1455 and 1485. We're going to start our story around 1461. Okay. Uh, they can be quickly summed up as a pissing contest between two families. Nice. Nice. Uh, the House of York, which is represented by the White Rose, and the House of Lancaster, which is uh, represented by the Red Rose. Okay, yeah. Uh, we know about this from history class. Maybe, maybe not. Yeah. The K through twelve public education it's system sucks. Trash. So you know, yeah, I don't know about not this. the teacher's fault. Just gonna throw it out there, but you know. Oh no, it's um, the curriculum. It's fine. It's uh, everything else. So we're gonna skip ahead to the direct relatives. Mm-hmm. Halfway through this constant back and forth of, now I'm king. Uh, Oh, just kidding, now I'm king. Oh, Mm -hmm. no, just kidding, now I'm king. Uh, In 1461, the York side took over Mm -hmm. again, Mm -hmm. and Henry VI was imprisoned in the Tower of London. There she is. Excellent. (laughs) During this time, Edward IV, their father, (laughs) was known as a ruthless ruler, Mm-hmm. who gained the throne through seriously bloody and violent battles. Okay. that I guess that makes sense if you have a reputation of being ruthless. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, although this, I feel like, is a little bit subjective, though, because it's not like the Lancaster side wasn't yeah. the same exact way. I, you yeah. know? <laughs> so it's everything was like, very violent back then. Yeah, it's not like everyone wasn't murdering each other. You know? Yeah, exactly. So. But nonetheless, <laughs> he was crowned as King Edward IV, and he pursued his reign under the education of Earl of Warwick. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to call him Warwick. And from now on, I'm going to call King Edward IV just King Edward. Okay. And then to differentiate, of course, I'm going to call Edward V Prince Edward, because okay. that is his son. Great. And that is the the prince that we're going to be discussing. Okay. Um, yeah, so King Edward, Prince Edward. Okay, got it. Just felt like that would be much easier yeah, throughout the you. rest of this discussion. <laughs> yeah, because I could literally see it in your face. You were like, this is a lot. But they yeah. all have the same fucking name. There's also two yeah. Richards, and there's like seven Henrys Well, yeah, it's because they all choose a new name, and they yeah. all choose from like five names, I know, apparently. It's ridiculous. <laughs> Uh, so the Earl of Warwick that, um, you know, kind of helped him in his kingship. Mm-hmm. It's said that he was sort of the mind behind the madness for the House of York. Uh, a lot of uh, King Edward's success can be a- attributed to his guidance. Okay. Uh, but, you know, King Edward, he did not like the nagging. No. And the the, the you know... He was cramping his style. Yeah. And he was like, I think I'm about to get rascally. <laughs> rascally? Rascally. Yeah. And then he was like, I think I'm about to go have a romantic subplot. Oh. 
Oh. Are we ready for a romantic subplot? I'm ready. Yes. <laughs> I literally wrote, are we ready for a small romantic subplot? Yes, baby. Yes. Oh, yes, baby. <laughs> yes. Oh, baby. <laughs> so while he was a very bloody king, he was a, Stealing my a little romantic softy boy. Oh. Because he chose to marry Elizabeth Woodville in secret, even oh. though Warwick and others had matched him with a French princess, which would have been very lucrative for them. Yeah. Mm. They married in the spring of 1464, mm-hmm. so only three years later, mm-hmm. um, after his gaining the crown again. Yeah. Um, they married at her family chapel in the Aww. springtime, which Cute. is very much against tradition. Yeah. Mm. Remember that. Elizabeth was beautiful and from a well-respected family, but her lack of title deemed her as completely unsuitable for him yeah. as the king. Mm-hmm. Uh, she also, um, by the way... She was uh, the widow of a man that died in the battlefield defending the house of Lancaster. Oh. Who was, of course, you know, directly in opposition to the house of York. Yeah. So I guess like a complicated relationship. Yeah. You would think, right? Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. No, they actually seem to have a very wonderful and plentiful marriage. Wow. Mm. Um. He showered her family with gifts after their wedding, despite the council's wishes, because they okay. did not like that they got married. Yeah. Um, they had 10 children during their 19-year-long oh, marriage. holy crap. Damn. <laughs> For her. That, oh, yeah. That, that's a lot of babies. Sick. That's a lot. That, mm-hmm. <laughs> that's too many. Yeah. Uh, apparently, um, only five of their daughters lived into adulthood. Um, I believe they also had an older son who died during one of the War of the Roses battles. Okay. Um, but it's a little bit unclear, like, what their children's situation was like, um, other than specifically the two sons. Yeah. The youngest of the family. So, you know, I would say that's a pretty successful yeah. situation. That's a lot of, that's a lot of kids. I'm still not over babies. that. I said it. Wait, ten total, right? <laughs> Holly, Holly, double take. Holly literally just double take at me. <laughs> Amazing. So, you know, through the next six years, Warwick and King Edward struggled to work together as, you know, he was like, I'm a rascally guy. Yeah. You can't tell me what to do. Just a little rascal. I married this hottie over here. She was a baddie. You wanted me to wear- marry this square of a princess. Mm-hmm. I'd be out here running in the flowers with my hot wife. Yeah, getting married in the spring. Yeah. I just like describing her as a baddie. I feel like she was. <laughs> she, she had she, 10 children. She uh, <laughs> any woman who has any amount of children is a baddie. Is a baddie, yeah. No, for sure. But... <laughs> That's... Mm-hmm. Well, you know, that, uh, that, that bad relationship with Warwick ended up poorly. Oh, no. As you can imagine. And like I said, this is a very truncated version of the like their part in the war. So yeah, you know, sure. take take this with what you will. But I felt like this was important context. Uh, in 1470, there was a huge rebellious blow up between Warwick and King Edward, mm-hmm. which almost lost him his crown. However, he did manage to regain it for like six months. Okay. And then um, Warwick actually released Henry the Sixth from the Tower of London. Hmm. Rude. Okay. And then um, Henry, uh, you know, Henry the the sixth was recrowned. Okay. And this 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 period of the um, War of the Roses uh, was called the Readaptation uh, because he got his crown yeah. back. Um, and at this time, King Edward and Elizabeth and the family of what what who they had by then, mm-hmm. uh, they fled for refuge. Um. On October 1st of 1470, that same year, yeah. Prince Edward V was born oh. uh, and named heir to the throne. So okay. the, first, the first boyo. They lived in comfort for some time at Westminster Abbey. That was where they were protected. Oh, okay. Um, they, they, they fled there for safety. Um, and that place actually will come back several times for, for different reasons Okay. Uh, in the story. But only a year after that, you know. Just because things are moving very fast here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, King Edward returned from exile. He defeated Henry again. Okay. And then he imprisoned him again. Um, also again in the Tower of London. 
what are these defeatings looking like? Like, is it just like a duel or like what? <laughs> like a small battle. Small they played chess. With like okay. their, their own factions. Okay, okay. Um, Sorry, so, you know, he imprisoned him again. He was like, I'm in charge, bitch. Um, uh, and then a few months later, he executed King Henry. Or the former. Oh, I mean, that's one way to put a stop to, like, the, yeah, he, the he, back and um, forth. He quite literally ended the Lancaster line. Wow. So I guess that was probably a, a good choice for him. Yeah, that, I mean, that puts a stop to it. I have, like, that. no skin in this game, you <laughs> yeah. know? Like, I don't have any opinion on either side. Like, I could literally care less. But in this yeah. context of the story, for the sake of the children, you know, we're for on... For the sake of the, the children. The children love the books. Um... <laughs> Name that movie reference. Elf. Yes. <laughs> um, anyways, that was but so uncalled for. the children would love the books. But the children love the books. <laughs> this is like the elf ASMR nobody asked for. <laughs> so, you know, you know, he, he, he got it back. And he was mm-hmm. like, all right, I'm going to cheeky stab. I'm going to behead you. And now I'm in charge. Cheeky stab through cheeky, the throat. Cheeky beheading. Cheeky beheading for you. <laughs> band name called it <laughs> so let's talk about the boys finally the boyos the boyos the princes so as king edward the fourth was settling into his throne finally without the stress of the house of lancaster around every corner kind of and it was time to start preparing prince edward for his future because mm-hmm. by now king edward was already older yeah um you know the two sons were the youngest in the family or one of the younger in the family. So, you know, they had already been together for a long time. This, you know, mm-hmm. time was passing. Think, shit's moving here. He had already been king and not king five million you know, times. It, it was fucking constant. Yeah. It was a pissing match. Yeah. Whatever. <laughs> uh, he, uh, Prince Edward was given the title of the Prince of Wales. Uh, and he was sent to live in Wales at Ludlow Castle, where he would receive a scholarly education. Under his maternal uncle, Earl Rivers. Mm. Um, he lived there for most of his, like, childhood. Um, and that's actually uh, the place that uh, King Edward grew up. So it was, like, you know, familial yeah. tradition. Things were calming down. Yeah. Uh, it is said that at this time, he ate well and slept well and had time to enjoy his dogs and horses. Cute. Which I feel like is really wholesome. I feel like it probably was the only time that Prince Edward actually experienced childhood. Yeah. Because I mean, he was away from his, like, bloodthirsty father, Loki. Yeah. Well, and just away from that political environment where yeah, everything is, exactly. like, backstabby. And, and you know, of course he was still involved in it. He was yeah. still, like, training for his his future as king and stuff. But, you know, it he was away from it. The distance yeah. definitely probably helped. Um, and it, he clearly had formed some sort of relationship with his uncle after, like, living there with him and, yeah. and being with him and being taught by him as well. Uh, I, and I wrote childhood, if you can even call it that. <laughs> <laughs> so in April of 1483, at the age of 12, Edward V and Richard, his younger brother, mm-hmm. mourned the death of their father. So it was about... Um, 12 years later. Yeah. Um, his father most likely died of typhoid or pneumonia. 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 It's unknown, really, but he had an illness that lasted about three weeks, and he died. Okay. Um, his father left behind a very secure crown for Prince Edward to inherit, uh, mm-hmm. so he promptly packed his things, and he uh, traveled back to London with his uncle. And how old was he at this time? Twelve. Twelve. Okay. Yeah. So, um, quite quickly after Prince Edward was born, when King Edward got his crown back, Mm -hmm. he sent him away to Wales to educate. Like, right away. So he was basically living his entire entire life from, like, age one, basically, to age twelve. He was living... In Wales, preparing gotcha. for his um, time. Oh, okay, gotcha. So about twelve years have passed now. His father has died, um, and he's he's packing up his shit and he's heading back to uh, a- apparently accept a crown. Hmm. At twelve years old, seems like a good idea. I would have made such great decisions as a twelve-year-old. Yeah, honestly, I hate that person that was <laughs> the twelve-year-old Brooke. 
She sucks. Oh, 12-year-old Holly? We don't talk about 12-year-old Holly. <laughs> no one needs to know 12-year-old we, we, Holly. We don't talk about either. We don't talk about either of them, but especially not 12-year-old Holly. No. Cursed. No. Cursed. She was... Lovingly. <laughs> cursed. She was... The nicest thing I can say about 12-year-old Holly is that she was in deep denial. Aw. Weren't we all? Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> so on his deathbed, uh, their father, King Edward... Mm named his brother Richard their uncle who was the the duke of is it in England I always get it mixed up with like in New England the way they pronounced like Worcester and stuff oh or like not not like not Worcester they don't say that in Worcestershire no well Worcestershire but yeah you know like words like that yeah this doesn't have to be in it but um Gloucester? Oh, Gloucester? It's, it's is it Gloucester or is it Gloucester? Oh. Because I think it's Gloucester. Gloucester. Because in New England they say Worcester for Worcestershire. Yeah. And I think they say Gloucester for Gloucester. I don't know. I don't know. I've heard okay. it so many times now I don't know what's right. So on the record <laughs> for the pod, I don't know the difference between the way New England and the UK, like, the way they pronounce their, like, towns. Yeah. I know that in New England, they would say Gloucester or Gloucester. Mm-hmm. I don't know. But he was he was the Duke of that. But we're going to call him Richard with no superlative or anything. Um, later, I end up calling him a rat bastard Richard because I just thought it sounded funny. We could just, we could just. Shorten his name to Dick. That's the shortened version of Richard. You're right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Dicky, my boy. Yeah. Okay. That was you a guys line in one my of the contribution. What was yeah. it? I said I believe it's pronounced Worcestershire. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta go. <laughs> this was completely derailed. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> no, by me. It was by me. It was by oh, me. Okay. Um. So his brother Richard was named. Lord Protector of the royal family, namely, specifically, the future king, Prince Edward. Um, Because Prince Edward was only 12, of course, he wasn't able to just be king without an advisor. So that was, that was, you know, he trusted his brother to take this place. It's a very important position that he trusted his brother with. Yeah, lots of, like... Lots of responsibility. Yeah, he was not fucking prepared for that. Yeah. Or or maybe he was. Because um, maybe he you know, had been Richard, planning it all. Along. Yeah. So you know, like Richard, he he heard about his brother's death a couple days later. Mm-hmm. Um he very eagerly rushed to join his nephew. He was like, Oh, my brother died. I, I better go join my nephew because I'm now the Lord Protector, right? Makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, of course. H- how Help eagerly twelve year old. How eagerly do you think he he ran over there? Mm, Quite. Immediately. (laughs) Yeah, he pretty much rushed to intercept the prince on his journey to London. Oh. Um, He then insisted on escorting the prince himself, and then also insisted that the others depart. That's not okay. That's not great. So you remember how his his uncle Earl Rivers was, like, escorting him, and it was, like, his, his, basically his father, like, had raised him? Um, I remember that that that's who he asked to leave, like basically his like his the person who had raised him his entire life, his like father. Yeah, yeah. to be honest. Yeah, his in dad every, in everything except for biological. Yeah, seriously. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so remember that romantic subplot too. Yeah, I'm just bringing you back to remember some things. Okay. Um, well, you know, having an unwanted queen on the throne, you know, wasn't really ideal. No. Yeah. Um, you know, she was so unpopular and, and Richard saw his position of Lord Protector as like the perfect opportunity to just take charge. Of course. So he in- intercepted them on their journey. Um, he promptly had Earl Rivers, um, you know, the, the, the prince's uncle. He had him arrested. For what? I don't know. For- but then he, um, he shipped him up north. Um, where he was swiftly executed. For why? I, I don't know. B- beheaded, actually, specifically. 
He uh. straight up just sent him away. He arrested him, took him to the north, and beheaded him. Okay. Almost fucking immediately. All right. Sus, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Because, again, there's a lot of speculation still. I feel like it's pretty clear. Yeah. You know, we'll talk about it. We'll talk about it. But, you know, he fucking killed him. Mm-hmm. Um, it is said that Prince Edward protested, obviously, greatly to this decision. Well, yeah. Because, like, Most people don't literally, like it when their dads die. Yeah. Um, Hot take. <laughs> and it wasn't just him. There were other people involved that he um, had arrested and taken up there and executed oh at this time. Uh, you can only imagine how much, how, how much, how that made Prince Edward feel. But, you know, it was... Um, 12 years down the drain, basically. Yeah. God. Mm-hmm. Uh, after what I can only imagine was a very stressful journey, uh, they arrived in London. Mm-hmm. Oh, let's get ready for, you know, the coronation. Well, unsurprisingly, Richard's plans were not what Prince Edward expected yeah. uh, upon his arrival to his kingdom. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. Uh, immediately upon r- arrival, uh, rat bastard Richard, this is about where that starts. Nice. Uh, sent Prince Edward to live in Garden Tower of the Tower of London under okay. the guise of protection. Okay. Okay. You know, so suddenly the the, the low-key imprisoned future king yeah. and the vulnerable queen watched as many of their supporters and family, maternal relatives mm-hmm. specifically, were um, executed one by one. Oh. Hmm. Either shipped off and executed or executed on site. Oh, hmm. that doesn't bode super well for your own life. It's like super casual. Yeah. You know? Like, no big deal. I'm just like, I'm probably going to die. Yeah. Yeah. I, I can only imagine how Elizabeth felt. God. Because yeah. she probably felt so insecure. Yeah. And she had children with her still. Like, I, I just fucking can't. I can't yeah. imagine. Like, sounds awful. Mm-hmm. Um, Elizabeth was actually so scared of Richard that she thought it fit to immediately relocate to their former place of solace, Westminster Abbey again. Yeah. She took the kids there. She took the family there. Um, of course, without Edward, because she couldn't. Yeah. He was, he was about to receive his right of, of the crown. Yeah. Uh, you know who did get to go with her, though? Little, little Prince Richard. He was nine. Oh. He was nine when his father died. He was nine when he was taken to um, Westminster Abbey out of fear. Um, she apparently spoke outwardly that it was crucial that she kept Prince Richard, Richard, Richard uh, in her personal and close guard because he was the heir presumptive. If Oh, if anything happened to Edward. It, Richard was next. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> it's fucked up. <laughs> to be, uh, like, planning for your own child's possible murder. Yeah. Like, multiple of them, probably, yeah. at this point. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, of course, not long after Rat Bastard Richard, a.k.a. the Lord Protector, ordered... She she ordered that the little prince join his brother in the tower. She? He ordered. He, yeah. Okay. So he was like, oh, you know, you just relocated, but, like, actually, um, I order that you send a nine-year-old child to... To um, live by themselves in the tower. Yeah, also come here uh, to live alone in a tower. Yeah. That's, I mean, they probably had, like, servants and stuff, yeah, there's, that's there's nothing suspicious about Not having at all. both of the people no. who are supposed to be heirs. Yeah, you know, she, like, initially resisted, but yeah. what was she gonna do? Yeah. What, she can't do anything yeah. about it. She's a queen, but but hardly at all anymore. She's also a woman in the 1400s. Yeah, it's so. like she's totally yeah. fucked. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, uh, finally, she did have to say goodbye to her youngest son. And little did she know that was the last time she would ever see him. Oh, no. Yeah. So, uh, apparently, it wasn't that suspicious originally um, for the community that they were taking those two boys and putting them in the tower. Okay. Uh, On one hand, you can agree that it is of great importance to protect them. Yeah. As the heirs to the throne, heir and heir presumptive. You know, you you do need to protect them. And what better place than one of the strongest fortresses in in England? That's true. You know, I, I agree with that. I totally agree with that. 
Uh, they also grew up in one of the more violent and tumultuous periods, you know, of yeah. that time, like with the War of the Roses, that was still technically actively happening. Yeah. At this time. Uh, <laughs> you know, many people could still be out there with ties to the Lancaster side. Yeah, who wanted and, them gone. And were. Yeah. And were. Yeah. I will say. Were. Definitely. Or other forces, of course, that didn't want the late King um, Edward to be in power and wanted his family, you know, discontinued. Yeah. Uh, on the other hand, though, just that, we don't know who's safe. You never know who is truly safe. Yeah. Which is so sad that, that King Edward, like, trusted his brother with this position. And then... It's very clearly not going very well. Yeah. Um... And I wrote, it doesn't seem like people get put in the Tower of London against their will for positive reasons. No. People go there willingly for positive reasons. But against not... their will. Usually no. against your will ends up with you dead. Yeah. Just... So, um, mm-hmm. Prince Edward was to be, you know, have his coronation on June 22nd, 1483. So only two months after his father's death. Yeah. That was April when they, they started um, coming back to London. Yeah. Uh, the preparations were already beginning, actually, right away. Um, however, uh, just before then, you know, like mid-June, tables okay. turned. Oh. T- tables turned. So uh, in mid-June, Parliament states that the princes are illegitimate. Okay. Why, you ask? Yeah. What, why? Why? Well, remember that little um, romantic spring wedding? Yeah. So, according to rat bastard Richard um, and his little clan of people that were supporting him, the late King Edward was contracted to marry a French princess. Okay. Um, Of course, this means that the queen herself was invalid because it was an invalid marriage. Well, but if they got married, then how is it an invalid marriage? See, I would agree, but they would argue... And, you know, there was all these, there's a lot of, there's a lot of bullshit in there. But yeah. they said, nope, if it was not agreed upon among parliament and etc., the council, not valid. And they also, remember, were married in her small family chapel. Yeah. Not, not a, a church. Not traditional. Not at the, with the specific royal tradition of marriage. In a specific church with a specific tradition and sequence of events. Oh, my God. Right? That's so nitpicky. You know, and so, of course, if if she's invalid... Yeah. So are her children. Yeah. Even though they have literally King Edward's blood. Yeah. I I don't. I I simply do not see... They're considered illegitimate. Yes. Yeah. Oh, God. Yes. So, uh, conveniently, who was next in line? Oh, Richard. Yeah, Richard. Because, you know, his brothers were already dead. Like, why bring that up? Why, like, why, why do that if you didn't want them out of the picture, you know? That's what you would think, right? Yeah. You would think so. I don't, I don't think we're ever going to really know truly what happened. Yeah. Um, July 6th. So just, you know, half a month later in 1483, Rat Bastard became King Richard III. Okay. He was not popular. No. Probably. Obviously. Yeah. Because of the whole situation. Because he's a dick. (laughs) I wrote, little man, did you think of that? (laughs) Little man. Little man, did you think of that? Did you think about not being popular? (laughs) Yeah. You should just call him little dick. Aww. Little dick. <laughs> so, this is kind of when the princes drop off the face of the earth. Oh, uh, did they just disappear? Sort of. Oh, okay. The last that's, reference to the princes normal. was, uh, yeah, it's totally normal. Super, you know, no big deal, just casually, never saw him again. Uh, the last reference to the princes was on June 16th. Okay. Before... Richard became king. Okay. Where, quote, the children of King Edward were seen shooting arrows and playing in the garden of the Tower Sundry Times. Okay. So they were reported on actively being alive. They were seen alive and well for the last time on... Sort of. This was the last time they were reported. Okay. 
Um, after this point, they slowly disappeared from the public eye. Um, oftentimes, people said that they could see them, you know, in the towers of the windows and, yeah. in, you know, like... People said that they would see them around, or there were rumors that they were still being seen. Um, and that was all leading up to this supposed coronation date that never happened, and then, of course, shifted one week later and became someone else's coronation date. Yeah, right? of course. Mm-hmm. Um, one of King Edward's uh, diplomats, uh, his last name's Mancini, he revealed that the boys may have been moved to the White Tower, which is where many of the royal captives were held. Oh. oh. They used to be in Garden Tower. Yeah, where you're just hanging out where in you're luxury. Vibing. vibing. Well, to be fair, White Tower also was incredibly luxurious. It's just that you were living there in luxury until you got beheaded on the top of the tower for everyone to see. Yeah, of course. Casual. You know, like Anne Boleyn. Yeah. Mm. We should cover her sometime. I would love to cover Anne Boleyn. I've just fully confirmed we're not talking about Boleyn from Legend of Korra. No. Don't. That is a look. <laughs> just imagining Bolin in like this outfit. What an icon, honestly. I bet he'd be great. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so he also, the same diplomat, also suggested that there were already suspicions going around that they were done away with. Oh. At this time. Okay. So it was like already being discussed. Yeah. Pretty much right away. Which is pretty clear because he was not very popular from the start. Yeah. Um, For some reason, it's really highly debated whether or not they were murdered in the Tower of London. But to me, I feel like it seems pretty clear that they were murdered there. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Every every sign points to murder. Yeah. (laughs) Also, it's not like the guy didn't have a track record of doing that to people who might be opposition. Yeah. Well, this isn't Edward, though. Well, no, but he had all the his family members and everything. Yeah, I mean, like, he was a part of the, the yeah. wars and stuff, yeah. Well, no, like like well, the like, family members of the kids. and Oh, yeah. that, sorry, I thought yeah. you were talking about Edward and his violence, but no, yes, accurate. No, Richard, like, sentencing oh, all these people to... Oh, beheaded his uncle as soon as yeah. he... Yeah. yeah, that's what I mean. It's like, I bet he'd kill the kids, have the kids killed too, you know? Yeah. Yeah. You would think so. I mean, I, I, I personally think that... It was. I think the only question is whether or not it was done in the tower or done somewhere else. But they're definitely well. Murdered. There's a couple different questions, actually. Uh, <laughs> one thing is clear that you know we don't know who exactly committed the crime. Could it be Richard himself? I think um, he hired someone. Did he hire it out? We don't really know. There are a lot of rumors. Holly did it. Obviously, yeah, it was Holly. I just oh, looked no. over and Nikon was just like pointing at Holly and I was like, yeah, Holly did it. Oh, no. So, uh, you know, fun, funnily enough, it was dramatized around 30 years later by none other than Sir Thomas More. Oh. Which I'm sure you also recognize Thomas that name. Thomas More of, of the, the fame Utopia? That Thomas More? I'm assuming only so. <laughs> uh, he actually wrote an unfinished biography of King Richard the third um he paints richard as a villain who hired servants to commit the crime he had no evidence for this at all but he wrote a fucking book that basically incriminated him which is iconic of him that's amazing but it also spread all these rumors that weren't true yeah uh it said that he hired servants to commit the crime two of them specifically in the book he also suggests that they were killed by being smothered by a pillow and there's like lots of famous uh, paintings that are like recreations of this story. Okay. Um, I personally don't think that's what they would have done. I feel like if they were going to kill them, they would have just executed them the same way that they executed everybody else. Yeah. Or if they didn't want to do that because they were kids or for some reason, then he might have just poisoned them. Yeah. I feel like the pillow smothering is like quite Shakespearean. Yeah. Um, kind of and of course, oh, I was oh, going to say it's kind of ineffective. It's too. very effective. It's effective. No, for sure. Like, it, it kills them. It's just, like, do it a different way. I don't know. It would definitely be a struggle. Yeah. Yeah, but it'd be... It wouldn't leave any marks. Well, there weren't really bodies for them. It's not like the police are going to investigate or something. Yeah. Well, we'll talk about the investigation. But I, I just want to note that this, this book, written by Thomas More, was part inspiration to some of the histories that Shakespeare wrote. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Nice. So, like, the vibes were clearly very off here. (laughs) The vibes were very off. We don't like these vibes. 
Mm -hmm. um because it's also not true like it's literally just he just made it up fucking made it up like what an asshole (laughs) like god but um let's let's talk about the gruesome end okay 200 years later 200 200 200 200 okay let's go 1674 King Charles II ordered some renovations to be done on the um, Tower of London. Uh, at this time, there were uh, there was actually like the the palace was connected to the Tower of London. Um, King Charles II was the one who actually demolished that portion so that they're separate, um, which I believe for him was for many reasons, but also because like the safety aspect of it, like it wasn't a complete fortress because yeah. of that connection. Um, so that part was actually demolished. Okay. Um, does not exist anymore. Um, it was basically a turreted tower with a staircase. Um, at this time, around, you know, 10 feet below the ground under the staircase foundation, mm-hmm. two small skeletons were found in a wooden chest with pieces of rag and velvet adhered to the bones. Okay. And I will say... Speculation does show at the time that the princes would have been alive, the only people who were allowed to purchase and wear velvet were royals. So it was them. them. So it they were royals, and yeah. they were two small skeletons. Yeah. It's them. Yeah. So they were displayed for four years. Um, to tourists, which is fucked up. That's yeah. don't do that. That's yeah. literally so fucking haunted, and fucked up. Um, but the, uh, King Charles actually ended up arranging a burial for them at Westminster Abbey. Oh, good. Alongside their parents. Oh, good. Um, and and so they were. I, I think there's something like goosebumpy almost that they like were finally returned to rest at a place of solace for their family. Yeah. Like I think that that. Because I, I was, like, so heartbroken that they were put on display. Because that's so fucked up. Like, oh, yeah. bodies yeah. deserve so to rest. Like, they were shoved in a fucking chest. And listen, we don't actually know for sure that these two skeletons were yeah. those kids. There are some evidences, but they're really only circumstantial. Yeah. Um, but whether it is or isn't, bodies deserve to be buried. And if it yeah. really is them, I'm glad that they were buried at Westminster. Also, Abbey. my thing is, is that, like... I don't necessarily have as much of an issue with bodies or bones being displayed when the person who was alive, like, was okay with oh, that, Oh, yeah, that's you know? different. That's totally yeah, different. They were like, fucking, like, we don't know the there's, history of yeah, those bones. There's something very specifically haunting about displaying the bones or bodies of people who have been murdered or... Because, like, you don't oh, just yeah. throw some bodies in a chest. And apparently yeah. there were bones in the chest, too, that were, like, non-human. Oh. Like, like from food. Oh. Which is, like, really cursed and gross. that might mean that they were alive in there. I would, I would argue not. They were, like, skeletal. They weren't mummified. And if they had been thrown in there fresh, um, in a cold, yeah. dark, enclosed space with no, um, movement or exposure to oxygen, then That's they would have mummified. And they, they were completely skeletal. Yeah. Um, and, like not connected either like yeah like like completely it was like bones and shit um in my opinion and this is purely speculation i don't i i feel like if it's them Mm -hmm. um or no matter who it is those two bodies i think were probably killed and dumped or buried somewhere for a while but then you know with renovations or or with over time they were like maybe that's not a good idea and they like moved them had someone dismember them and like put them somewhere where they would never be found which was sealed under a staircase yeah yeah that's kind of that makes because why else would they not be like why would they not be mummified it doesn't make sense to me like if they just beheaded them put them in a chest and put them under there they would have been mummified well not necessarily I mean, in like, a completely sealed environment. Well, but the box isn't sealed. It was sealed underground, though. Yeah, but the box oh, mean, like, isn't the air- got in like there the and box stuff? isn't gonna be airtight. No, in but the... it doesn't have to be airtight. Yeah, but like, 
I just mean like there's possibility that like lots of moisture could get in and like cause like decomposition and you yes, know. that is true. But why were the bones like clean? Yeah, that's that's yeah. Weird. No, I do feel yeah. like it's probably that kind of thing of like stash the bodies in a chest to hide evidence kind of thing. Like and then, after the fact. Yeah. 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 Like when they were very much already dead. And, or like yeah. par- at least partially decomposed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, to the, I, to the yeah. point where they, the, the decom- decomposition like couldn't be reversed at that point, you know? Yeah, yeah. of course. Um, I don't know. That's just all of my speculation. I just like thinking about it. And, and like I said, we don't actually know that this is them. But if, I it's, think it is. If matches up very well. We'll talk about it. We'll talk about it. I'm almost done, but we'll talk about it. <laughs> so they were briefly, brief, briefly displayed, but they were buried eventually. Um, actually, then skipping forward again, about 300 years, in 1933, oh. the bodies were briefly exhumed and tested. It was confirmed to be the skeletons of two children, ages 10 and about 12, which okay. does match the age group that they would have been. Mm-hmm. Um, it did show evidence of, which I got so nerdy about this because I work at a dental office, which is weird because I'm not like, I work front desk, but, <laughs> but still, but still, I just knew what this meant. But, um, it did show evidence too, from what they could find that they were congenitally missing teeth, mm. um, which means, you know, genetically through their family and it was from the maternal side which was something known about elizabeth's family oh so that does point to it as well yeah those are really the two only like circumstantial evidence that there is yeah that's it just the ages and well the the velvet i guess is the third one and the teeth thing um and their location well yeah but that's not the first time they've found skeletons in that building yeah but there actually have been other groups of children found uh, um untested unsure less relation to the situation yeah but there have been other actually like situations where two children's skeletal bodies were found i don't like that on the grounds of the tower of london Mm. so we don't know for sure yeah um like i said only solid evidence really there is just that and and Honestly, modern scientists are, like, really suspicious of it. They actually don't think that it's them. Really? Yeah. Modern scientists do not believe that those two bodies were the boys. I feel like it is them. I what, feel like it has to be. What reasons not, though? Because it's just that. Like, they don't have any other evidence. And oh. because there are, like, other theories as to where what happened to them. Okay. Oh, I see. Okay. You know. Um... I didn't write a lot of this down because I don't think these people deserve clout, but there are two people who actually got very famous and have their own Wikipedia pages um, who impersonated them as adults and were like, I'm Prince Richard who ran away from being, ex- I escaped and like all that. I, it's bullshit. Um, it's literally not true. Yeah. Um, I didn't want to give them clout, so Good. we're not going to talk about them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So modern scientists are suspicious of it. Um, those are the t- only two telling pieces of evidence. Mm. There was also so many other bones in that chest that they were, like, not sure even if there could have been, like, other bodies in there, too. Yeah. Which doesn't necessarily mean it's not them, but it would be weird. Yeah. If they, like, were, these two princes were buried with, like, other bones. It's And there was, like, food in there, which is weird. Yeah. Like, it's it, there's a lot of different things that they were... Scientists are just like, I don't know. Also, the main reason why scientists are um, skeptical about the tests done in 1933 is just the fact that it was 1933. They don't think that they could have gotten any accurate testing out of them. That's fair. The mm-hmm. congenitally missing teeth thing is, like, pretty good, I think, because you can... Like, you can they, see There's that. a picture of the jawbone. You can look up. Um, and you can, like, see the gaps and stuff. Um, but at the same time, like, 1933, like, how well did they yeah. really say, like, this is a 10-year-old and 12-year-old child? Yeah. Because I feel like even even now, I feel like you, you give a range of, like, this could be a I think someone... that it was just, like, prepubescent. Yeah. And one was clearly younger than the other. Yeah. Um, and maybe, you know, some articles were talking about you know, maybe historians and scientists kind of were like, two prepubescent skeletons, 
one yeah. younger than the other. It must be them. And they just put those two things together With and things kind of and, blew up yeah. out of proportion. Mm-hmm. It's possible. Uh, there are two secondary theories. There's a lot of secondary theories. I'm going to name two of them that I think hold a little bit of weight, but I don't personally think are true. Um, not that my opinion matters, but that's just how I think. Um, this whole podcast is just our opinion. Yeah, it's valid. <laughs> okay, so secondary theories are um, that Henry Stafford did it, was the one who killed them. Okay. Um, he was the right-hand man to King Richard III. Um, in my opinion, I don't think that this is any different than King Richard doing it himself, because he would have just, like, done yeah. it for him. I don't, yeah, I don't count I don't, that as any different. I don't count it as any different either, but apparently he was executed that same year in November, and it's said that the the boys were supposedly killed in the, the fall, and so they were already, apparently, um, Stafford was already on bad terms with Richard at that point, oh. and he was about to be executed, so the timing is just kind of off. Yeah. So, I don't, I don't know. I don't think that one holds a lot. Yeah. But it's, it's heavily discussed okay you know, among historians the uh other theory is henry the seventh mm-hmm. who uh who followed king richard the okay. third so yeah. um actually king richard was like not king for very long because he sucked <laughs> what a loser um, then henry came along took over he was king um i I don't think this has a lot of skin in the game either, but the argument that people make about this is that if he, you know, became king only three years after all of this turmoil. Yeah. And then he he went to the tower and found out that they were just being held there captive. So apparently if he happened to just, like, become king and he went to the tower and he found that the kids were, like, imprisoned there or, or, you know, being mistreated or, like, all these things. Like, if people are arguing that if he discovered them there... He usurped Richard. Yeah. So this technically would hold a precedent against Henry being king now. Oh, okay. And so their assumption is that he he could have hired out or done it himself or yeah. had them executed to protect his own right as king. Yeah. Which I don't think he would do that. I don't know anything about him, but I just feel like Richard... I had, like, skin in the game. Like, I feel like he had, like, a reason to do it. I just feel like... Not that he had a reason, but, you know... I feel like I don't question that any of them would have done it. My thing is, is that I don't think that Richard would ever let it get to the point where Henry would have a chance to do it. Like... Well, he was dead. Well, yeah, that's what I mean. But I, I mean, like... Why would you keep them alive if oh, you're Richard? Yeah. No, exactly. Like, That's the thing to me is it's like, not that I'm condoning this at all, but if I was in Richard's position too at this time period and this whole situation, in this specific context, I, yeah. I understand why if he you're was thinking, like, oh, I have to kill them because it's the only way I can secure yeah. the fact that if I'll you're stay thinking king. Of it, mm-hmm. If you're thinking of people's lives like a board game, then they were. it makes sense. This is literal then chess. That, then that makes the most logical sense. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I can see that for he- King Henry VII as well, yeah. in, the, in the sense that, oh shit, They're the here. true heirs are here. That yeah. means that Richard, that was completely invalid on his own. Yeah. They're the ones that yeah. are like, well, Edward. Edward is king. Yeah. And then you have to get rid of, yeah. So. But. Also, I don't think he had enough skin in the game to do it. Like I don't not that he not that he wouldn't do it, but that like my thing It wasn't is, his bag, you know? My thing is is that it makes no sense for them to just still be there. Yeah. Yeah. Some people thought think that they escaped, some people think that they lived and died later. It's bullshit. Yeah. I I'm I also, feel like Richard killed them. At anyone who's like out here being like the kings killed them themselves. No, they didn't. Bullshit. No, yeah. they didn't. They were like, <laughs> they points hired at man, someone else. Points at man who's standing next to guillotine. Yeah. Hey, fucking kill, kill them. them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They're not doing it Did themselves. Does the guillotine exist yet? I'm sure. I don't know. Is it guillotine? Yeah. Okay. It's both. Sometimes I hear people say guillotine. That's wrong. Like, That's gross. Apparently, technically, it's both, but I also say guillotine. Yeah, it's the double L. Mm-hmm. There's I really want guillotine like earrings. 
Well, that's that's sick. Yeah. There was a, a kid who came to the office I work at that had guillotine earrings. Amazing. And I was wearing my sword earrings, and we both pointed at each other. Nice. But, like, we were, like, face-to-face, so we were pointing, like, very close to each other. And yeah. we were both, like, nice earrings. <laughs> nice. <laughs> so that's that's the mystery of the, the, the lives and deaths yeah. of the princes in the Tower of London. That I think Richard did it. I think Richard did or that, too. Or hired someone to do it. Yeah. yeah. But either way, it was Richard. It, he's responsible. Yeah, it was Rat Bastard. Yeah. He did it. Little Dick. Bastard, little Dick. Little Dicky. Yeah. God. Yeah, I don't think those kids survived. Oh, no way in hell. No. No. No way. No. Especially because, like, they would they just, like, I, I don't understand the, like, theories that they were alive because, like, would they just flee the country? Like, just, I don't understand. They just left and did never they, like, said anything? Also, their dad set such an intense, like, war-based precedent don't you think if they had survived eventually they would have come back and been like bitch the throne is mine yeah or it doesn't make sense to me (laughs) or like what about going back to their family like would they never see you know like what i don't think they would have where are they (laughs) i know in this context though i don't think they would (laughs) have where are you Ollie's like, what? I know it. Do you? I do. Aw. I'm not dumb. <laughs> no, but 12-year-old Holly was not in the emo scene. No, I wasn't. To be fair, 12-year-old Nikon wasn't either. Oh, I was. I'm sure. That under eyeliner was bad. Bring it back, though. <laughs> I feel like it would look good on me now. <laughs> you should do it. Okay. So in my in my cabinet... Yeah, what's in there? What's in there? <laughs> what's in there, man? Jesus. I think... Oh, God. Why a is my brain... Box. like a, What? A little box with bones in it. Sure. A little tiny chest that you buy at Michael's. Yeah. You paint it yourself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then you put it in there, and inside I will put all of the little bones that I have. We have, we both have boxes, but mine has a spider in it, and yours has bones. Aw, <laughs> accurate. <laughs> what good little cabinets we have. Aw, they're getting so full and 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 lively with I all know. of their little items. So many little items in there to collect and think about, and cringe at. Yeah, and be uncomfortable and. And sad. I think actually what I'm going to put in mine is a jawbone that's missing, congenitally missing teeth. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah, yeah. I think so too. Yeah, that's good. I Not like that, that I would ever like condone having like human bones in your house non-consensually. No. Consensually, that's different. Yeah, but non-consensual human bones do not, do not, Can we talk should about not how be that's basically house. what you're doing when you have your fucking ashes of someone in your house? That's true, except for I think that's consensual, because most people are like, no, I want is. to be cremated. But I'm just saying people would be grossed out by having a consensual bone in their house, but they but they wouldn't. <laughs> that sounded sexual. <laughs> all right. You're just I, having a consensual all right, bone. we got to stop this thing now. we got to stop just this a, thing. Just a ho- couple homies having a consensual bone, anyway. Uh, just a consensual bone. Just a couple bros having a consensual <laughs> Listen, bone. this needs to stop. This needs to stop. <laughs> Or shouting out Nikon for being our Nikon. Yes. Oh. We're also our shouting producer. out Trainer for our intro and outro music. Thank you. And we're shouting out Lachlan for being Lachlan and podcast. And for my desk. And for Nikon's desk. Where none of the podcast editing will happen because we always do it on the couch. Well, mm-hmm. yes. And because Nikon's apartment has trash wi-fi so. lol true <laughs> it'd be like that sometimes it really do um and please be sure to rate review subscribe now and on apple Podcasts now as on well apple Podcasts, you can rate us on there leave us a little comment that would be nice yeah. i would love to see a i would not comment. i'm scared i'm i just want someone to email us me too please please send us an email our email is the pod at gmail.com mm-hmm. you can also find us on instagram at the macabre cast pod um i almost said at gmail.com <laughs> and check out our tree link for any of the links that you might need yes both Kurt. to our little website mm-hmm. where you can also listen to the podcast if you don't have like a streaming app that you pay yeah. for Podbean is free yeah um and that's what we stream through mm-hmm. so 
it's great. We have a website. All the stuff's on there. And yeah. the link tree also shows all the places you can listen to us on. Yes, which we have so many now. So exciting. I kind of went a little crazy with it. That's good. That's good. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, take us out, Holly. All right. And what's in your cabinet? And good night. <laughs> <laughs>